temperature test him. He's been hot. Can you believe it? Eddie's back. Oh, hail Eddie. What about this from ball inside? 50, Cottrell! From nowhere! Cottrell from 45, directly in front. The Blues are up by a kicky test. Have a look at him. Back there for Cripps. Spins out of traffic. Through one. Pass another. Jones his class. Gets it back from Betts. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Round 10, a win for the Blues. It's your host Jed Zetzer here alongside my co-host Harrison Hyman's Bolt. We're back on the winner's list. Needed that. We needed four points. We, we needed. Did. We needed four. We just needed to exit. We never beat Hawthorne and I, you know, I, was, I was pretty confident all week. I was confident on game day. I sent you a message Saturday morning saying, I think we'll be okay today and... We look, you know, as close as it got at one point, it never really looked like we we're going to surrender the lead, uh, the win. Mm. I feel. I think that it was, it was similar to the Melbourne game, except we were in the position that Melbourne yes, were in. Great call. And great Melbourne call. were in the Hawthorne position. That's a great. I, call. I didn't think for one second that day that we were going to lose, but we were never. We but, were never playing well. <laughs> never, it, it, never playing very well. No, it just shows, I guess, how far off we need to be. The fact that it took us that long to put the game to bed. That's the issue. The, the game was put to bed with five minutes left when H kicked that goal from 85 out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just slides it in there, 85 out. Um, should we run through the players? Yep, we can. And we never beat Hawthorne as well. So, it's- so let me ask you. I don't know if you saw this. You may have. When was the last time we beat Hawthorne at the MCG? No, I saw it was like 20 years ago or 21 years ago or something like the that. The day that Sam Walsh was born. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't see that. The day he was born. So That's cool. That is a cool little takeaway from the match. So we've run away with a 13-8-86 to 9-9-63 win. A 23-point win at the G. Our first win, as we mentioned, over the Hawks uh, at the G in, yeah, something like 20 years. Um, let's run through... The players bolt. We'll start with the back line. Uh, Lockie Plowman had a little injury niggle early in the game. Came back on, had both legs strapped. What were your thoughts on his performance? I didn't notice him a lot yesterday, which is usually an okay thing with someone like Lockie Plowman. Yeah, I'm the same. Didn't notice um, him. He didn't... No, he was... He was... Ah, oh, he was... F- fine. Like, yeah. You know, like... Neither here nor there, really, with Plowman. Didn't make any errors, I wouldn't have thought. No, he didn't get a lot of the footy. Like no um, blatant no, errors. He was, you know, it was Plowman was Plowman. 100th game for the footy club. Yeah, well, that's why we had to start with him. 100th game. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he was the milestone man. Can't believe he's hit 100. Yeah. Well, he's been at us for a while now. Since 2016 was his first year at the club. Has he missed, like... A game since coming over? Yeah, not many. He had the remember where he had the jaw injury against Collingwood, I think, a couple True, of years ago. Yeah. He's had a couple little He's been a staple niggles. though since he's come across. I think yeah. he missed the first four games in his first year. Playing VFL? Or just something. Injured. I can't remember why, but he didn't debut straight away for us. I think round five it took him. Okay. But interesting he's pick three, a very high pick in the draft. Just Yeah. Interesting. Played a lot of footy. Um staggering. Let's go through Liam Jones. Jones, he was good. I thought he was good in the air once again. Uh, apart from one sort of stuff up off his boot, the one kick. Uh, yeah, well, I guess Hawthorne's first two goals were off Liam Jones's error. Um, off Liam Jones' errors, albeit, yeah. you know, the first one, Zach Williams, put him well under the pump with that handball cross goal. But yeah, but, I mean, they come, but it's, no, but his Jones, defensive work makes up for it. Yeah, he's, it's out, you know, Jones and Weedering as a defensive duo, one-on-one in the yeah. air, is phenomenal. Yeah, no, nah, he was good. Uh, Weedering, obviously, I think he was one of our best Weedering yesterday. Weedering was very good. Um, I don't know who to talk about next, because there's three more defenders I want to talk about. 
I'm going to categorize two of them together, and they're Sard and Williams. Yep. What did you think of their performances? Well, we've, we've been very critical of Williams. Um, and yesterday, I guess, was the game he needed. He had actually had, I guess, somewhat of an influence on the game. He probably play, he played the way that he should be playing in the way that he was playing at GWS that made him worth what we paid. As yep. in a dashing halfback flanker that can set up play, he hit the scoreboard. So kudos to Zach Williams because he needed to have a game like that in Navy Blue. Um, it's a shame that it took him this long, but you know we only look ahead from here, I guess, with someone like that. Yep, 26 disposals, a goal, four marks, two tackles. He had the two score involvements, 11 pressure acts. Now a... Uh, My favourite stat. Game high, 764 metres gained. So no one else had more metres gained on the day. He had a clearance. Well, we had nearly 1,400 metres gained between him and Saad. Yeah, and seven rebound 50s for Williams. So he's had a really good day, especially uh, in terms of his stats. And yeah, then you look at Adam Saad, and he is the next best with the metres gained category with uh, 658. So really, we brought those two plays in to move the ball up the ground quickly and with a bit more fluency than we've had in the past few years. And I think yesterday was the first time uh, this year that we've sort of seen that happen, isn't it? Yeah, they... they not Sard's had a good year, but Williams really needed a performance like that. And Sard as well. He had the eight marks, which uh, just shows his control. He also had six score involvement, Sard. Um, and yeah, 26 disposals. So... You know, he, he's had an underrated game at 90% efficiency as well. And Williams was at 85% efficiency. So, yeah, I mean, they've both had really good games. And I guess Saad yesterday, I thought, was definitely one of our best. So it was definitely worth mentioning. But the other one I wanted to talk about was Liam Stocker. Um, once again, I feel like he looks comfortable at the level. He doesn't look out of his depth. And he gives it a red-hot crack. And he backs up his teammates, um, which we love to see. Uh, I just feel as if maybe he's been playing. He's being played slightly out of position. Still, I don't understand his role. So it looked like he had the majority of the game on Luke Bruce, which yeah. for me is bewildering. It was just a weird matchup. As in, because oh. because well, they brought him in playing off a halfback flank. That's not the same as a lockdown defender. It's not the same thing. And yeah. then, so they brought him in to play the role. Because he, it they, wasn't working. They so they moved him against in, Brisbane and Essendon. So they moved him into the midfield against Melbourne, and then they've put him straight back into the back pocket against Hawthorne. So it's, I mean, maybe they felt like they could get away with it yesterday. Perhaps that was what they felt. But if I'm being totally honest, I just think I think it's tough for him when you're being thrown one week after the other in a different position, and. This also just isn't the role that he was playing in the VFL. I understand, like Teague, when he came in, said, well, he's not going to play midfield because that's not where he's been playing in the VFL. Well, I understand, but this role wasn't what he was playing either. I just feel like it's a bit counterproductive the way we're using Liam Stocker at the moment. Oh, what, what? Like, I'm all for him. I just, I mean, but I think we I all get, just want him to the play. Course, and then it begs itself without someone like Parks yesterday, maybe. Well, if it's not Stocker, who's playing on Luke Bruce? Well, could Parks have played instead of Stocker and done a better job? Well, Bruce kicked, what, three? But would you rather maybe Newman taking a more defensive role? I don't know. I, I, See, that's, we don't really have a lockdown, pure small defender in the team. Well, I think it should be Plowman. But you need a third tall that can play tall. If I think it should be Parks. Yeah, I know. But we don't have like a Nick Smith-esque type of back pocket. We don't have, you know, that type of a... Do you get what I mean? I get what you're saying. I, I think it should be Weedering and Jones as the two key pillars. But even, I think but Parks even, should be the third. I we, think Irrespective, we actually don't have a genuine lockdown, complete small, like a Neville Jetta type of, you know. Well, Plowman did the job well no, in recent can, years. Plowman can do it. I think that's when he plays his best, is when he plays on those very small forwards. I agree. Plowman can do it. But you, do you get what I mean, though? Like, no, I know what you're saying. You, you're saying he can do it, but they don't make him do it every week. Well, because sometimes, logistically, he just can't. If they're going to go in, you know, against, you know, we've got West Coast in two weeks, as in he's not going to be able to play small. We've got Liam, we're coming up against Liam, Liam Ryan. As well, in, well, well, what would the matchups be there? Well, if you've got Darling Kennedy, yeah, to Oscar Jones Allen, and Weedering, 
Well, then they have to bring in Parks for that game. Yeah, and then you've got like Jamie Cripps, you've got Rio, um, Ryan... Petrocelli, do you know what I mean? Like we don't have a genuine small lockdown defender. Mm, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. The defensive dynamic, it's it's a different it's different to what we've seen in recent times, isn't it? It is. Uh let's move along though. Over to we're gonna leave the midfield uh to the end. I wanna talk about our forwards because I thought we they were particularly impressive yesterday. H he just paddles along, doesn't he? He's had a rough day at the office. Ball wasn't delivered to him particularly well, but he still manages to hit the scoreboard and kick two. And one, as you mentioned, from 85 out, tucked up against the boundary line. Bolt, H, he's yeah. going to win the Coleman. He's, well, you, you think he's going to win the Coleman. If he stays on the park. Yeah. Uh, was that... Could we have expected more from H yesterday? I feel like... I felt like yesterday for the first time this year, he wasn't... I'm not sure what the numbers were, so I could be completely wrong here, but just from sitting in the stands, I felt like he wasn't used as a target as often as he usually is. I felt like Silvani got a lot of ball fed to him in the air coming in, rather than Mackay. Yeah, and I guess, let's be honest, we had a competent centre-half forward playing with him who we could kick to. So naturally, I guess Mackay's not going to get the same amount of ball as he does with Casbold in the team. Mm. But no, Mackay's kicked a couple... Um, Mackay really gets me going. <laughs> he really does at the moment, H. Um, he was good. And DeConning, well... Let's talk about DeConning. I'll put it to you this way. He is going to change the way Carlton look. With, you know, And eventually, when you get DeConning and Charlie Curnow playing, instead of Kaz Bolden and Pitternet, this is a completely different team. It's a much scarier proposition. It's a much more dynamic proposition. DeConning just offered something we haven't seen all year. Yep. And he had 15 touches as DeConning well. DeConning was great. Kicked a goal, five marks, a tackle, uh, five score involvements. He had the seven pressure acts, two clearances, a couple of inside 50s, uh, 13 hitouts. I mean, it's that's just, just so exciting. It's just a lot more output than we were getting from Casbold, isn't it? Yes. Uh, we'll move along. I want to talk about Matt Owies. Yep. You know I like him. Yep. You know I'm a Matt Owies fan. He's kicked two yesterday, so he's done his job. But I want to dive deeper because there's been a lot of praise for him on Twitter uh, amongst the Carlton community. So he's had six marks, two tackles. He kicked the two goals. Uh, he's had six score involvements, 19 bolt, 19 pressure acts, uh, a couple of... And a couple of inside 50s. So, he's well and truly done his job. But something that Matt Owies does really well, which I noticed people were talking about on Twitter, was he actually takes his man away from the contest. Bit of a decoy. Bit of a decoy. And does it really well. Because he doesn't do it too early. So, he doesn't pull it out. He doesn't pull him out early. And then his man can go back in. He does it almost at the last minute. So, it'll look like there's a Hawthorne player on a Carlton player, but he'll pull his man away to free up the Carlton player. So, he did it yesterday when Gibbons kicked that goal, when Murphy chipped it in. Um, he pulled his player away at the last second, which left Hawthorne, I guess, in two minds. Yeah. It's just a very little... It's a very clever little thing that he does. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the development of Matt Owies, I think, has been, has been brilliant. Uh, he's, no, I, I haven't he's a genuine hear, he's a genuine small forward which we've been crying out for it'll be interesting to see how the rest of his year goes now was- also the AFL stats pro on their website it's their stats system uh, they categorize players stats into elite above average average below average and poor um, depending on their position, you know, what other players in their position around the league are getting. Uh, And Matt Owies, listen to some of these stats, Bolt. So in these four matches that that he's played, uh, for goals, he's in the elite category. So he's averaging two goals a game. And for disposal efficiency for small forwards, he is in the elite category. And then in the above average category... Score involvements, tackles, tackles inside 50, pressure acts, marks inside 50, and contested marks. So, I mean, 
He's doing a lot right, isn't he? No, for sure. He is, he is. Look, he's taking the most of his opportunities. He's kicked eight goals in four weeks. Yeah. So, he's taking the most... He's making the most of his opportunities, which is good. And I guess, you know, Betts is also hitting the scoreboard. Well, I was going to... Let's, let's talk about Eddie, because I think Eddie has been brilliant the last three weeks. The Bulldogs, the Melbourne game, and now this game. Uh, Melbourne game, he probably didn't take his Kicked opportunity. a few against the Bombers as well. Yep, true. Yep. Um, you know, Eddie's been... Eddie's been bloody awesome. Uh, he had the the two goals yesterday, a um, couple of marks. Score involvements were at five. He had a goal assist. Um, pressure acts, he had nine. I just think uh, I just think we're getting a lot more out of bets than we did in the first month of the year. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, bets isn't a worry at the moment, really. And the bets and Oe's partnership has produced. Uh, how many was it against Essendon? How many did Betts kick against Essendon? Three. And Owies kicked three. So that's six against the Bulldogs. They kicked five and two. Five and five and one. I reckon. I reckon. Five and one. I oh, know five, five and, two. and two. And then last week they kicked one and one. And then this week they've kicked two and two. So multiple goals from each of them. Uh, yesterday, and. Yeah, they've produced a lot of goals between them in the past month, which is great to see. It's a little partnership brewing. Uh, but the other forward was Jack Silvani because... I love Sauce. He was brilliant yesterday. And he's just one of those players... So unassuming. He's he's one of those players who doesn't get involved as much as, you know, we'd probably like him to. But every time he gets the ball, it's just classy. It's... You know, I don't, I don't, it's solid. I don't even know what the word is. It's just so reliable. Like, yeah. when, like, really, when was the last time Silvani made a stuff up? I couldn't tell you. Silvani's very good. He just he has really found his niche, his role. He knows what he needs to do to play well. He doesn't need to do too much. Silvani is, yeah, oh, Silvani's just, he's a really reliable player for us. Um, he's so reliable. He, he's, you know, we're a much better team when he's in the side, so... Um, you know, no, we're a better team with him in. I definitely agree. Uh, so he's played. So the matches that he's played this year, um, subbed off against Richmond, which we lost. Played against Gold Coast, we uh, against Frio, we won. Subbed off against Gold Coast, we won. Bulldogs game was subbed off, and we lost. And he's played yesterday, and we've won. So <laughs> we win a lot more when he's in the side. He's a very good player. There's a crazy um statistic. It was our points plus minus with him in the team and him not in the team. And I don't know if it's coincidental or not, but we score... We, the ratio is significantly better when Silvani's in the team. Fair. Um, who else haven't we spoken about, Bolt, in that forward line? Uh, gee, I've gone blank here. My stat sheet... Fogarty, Gibbons. Yeah, Fogarty, Well, let's talk about those two because well, they're, they're the flankers. And Murphy, we'll chuck Murphy okay. into that category as well. Wait, wait, you tell me where you want to start. I want to start with Murph. Because I thought his third quarter was unbelievable. Yeah, he had a good third. He did have a good third quarter, Murphy. Um, yeah, no, Murphy's fine. As in Murphy, there's there's people battling severely worse than Murphy at the moment. Yeah, and one of them's Michael Gibbons. Gibbons was dreadful again. Now my only query. Cool, hold on, give it this Gibbons selection is really good under my skin on Thursday night. Can I just quickly say? Yeah, because we haven't. I want to. I want. We'll get to Gibbons. I want to finish on Murphy. I've been itching to speak about Yeah, Gibbons. well, you're going to have to wait another minute, mate. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> Murphy, that third quarter, eight disposals, two marks. Uh, goal one, on the siren. One goal assist, a goal. 15 pressure acts. Ooh. No, it's good. Leading from the front. Two clearances. Mate, his third quarter was huge, but he only had the one touch in the last quarter. And I'm sort of thinking, was he? Did he spend a lot of time on the bench? Because he didn't play. I think he played a little bit less game time than he usually does. Maybe, yeah. maybe managed game yeah, he, time. He, he wasn't great early on at all. But you know what? That's you know, it's a nice little cameo role for Murphy. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Now Hard onto your man. I know you just. I know so, you're just flicking Murphy aside yeah. so you can get to the main meal. Uh, we've Gibbons. got to appreciate, acknowledge. We've got to acknowledge this. So Michael Gibbons hasn't he didn't have the best month. Then he got omitted from the side 
And luckily for him, came on as the sub very early against Melbourne last week. Um, in a game in which his form didn't, you know, wouldn't have... A game which wasn't, you know, what's the word? So compelling that it eradicated the original reasons as to why he was omitted from the team. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. But he held his spot. And he fronted up again yesterday. Gibbons is really pissing me off. Because Gibbons is at a point where I just think he's... I don't even know if it's trying to do too much. I think he's just bereft of ideas, a bit of creativity. He's just... He really needs a run in the twos, Gibbons. We should have given it to him. He, he was lucky that he got a game last week against Melbourne with Cunningham going off. He needs a run in the two, Gibbons. Because that form's... Unac- his form's unacceptable <clears throat> at the moment. It's interesting because, like, I agree with you. He wasn't great yesterday, but if you look at his stats, it probably suggests that he's had a pretty good day. But do you not just find his stats? I, I find his possessions frustrating. I find them irritating. Oh, it's interesting. I, I, Gibbons is a really interesting one. I he feel is, he is. I, I feel like he's been a staple of our side for the last, you know, twenty-five months or whatever it is. Yeah. But I just think someone like that probably needs the harsh reality check of going back, getting back to basics, getting back to what he's good at, and I think valuing possession a bit more. And That's fair. That's I, fair. Well, Zin has never played a VFL game for the Northern for Blues. For me, it's just a frustrating concept that he was dropped, got the reprieve of being the sub, did nothing to suggest that his form had somewhat improved. Well, let's be honest. We know what we're going to get from him at the VFL. We know... Yeah, he's going to go and have 40 possessions. We know he's too good for the VFL. But just even for, on a personal level, go back and do that. Yep, that's fair. Boost his confidence a bit. Not even confidence. I don't think he's a guy bereft of like confidence. He's a guy bereft of creativity. I just think Gibbons... Like, it's not even like about getting the footy for him, because I know he can get Would the ball. Would you like to maybe see him in the midfield? Oh, I don't know. Not really. Like, yeah, like around the ball maybe a bit more. I don't know. He's we just... speak of our lack of depth in the midfield, yet we've got so many players that we continuously say, why don't we play them there? Well, I just don't think... To be honest, I always think you've got to earn the right to do that. And I just don't think he's earned the right to go and attend a centre stoppage or... Yeah, I guess that's a fair point. That's a fair point. That's an interesting one. Uh, uh, yeah, Gibbons really. It's yeah, it's an interesting one. Like as I said, you look at his stats. He's had seventeen at ninety percent efficiency. He's kicked a goal. He's had five score involvements, taken six marks, twenty three pressure acts, a couple of inside and a couple of rebound fifties. So you're looking at that and you're going, oh, he's played well. But you're right on the day. We both were sort of getting a little bit frustrated by him, weren't we? For sure. Um, yeah, it's, it is an interesting one. Fogarty? If Fogarty was fine again, Fogarty's turning into a really handy recruit. He is. He is. No, he's just a shrewd... It's, it's such a shrewd recruit, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Uh, into the midfield, Let's Bolt. Let's be honest, from a Geelong perspective, from what I've seen this year, I think he's a better player than Dalhouse. Oh, Absolutely. And Dalhouse plays every week, unconditionally. So, yeah, no, Fogarty's been good. Um, Let's talk about the midfield, because there's a lot to dissect here. Firstly, Sam Doherty, the new winger. I love it. I I don't want to see him anywhere near the back line again for the rest of the year. Keep him on that wing. He's He's been fantastic. Two weeks in a row, has played a brilliant... Fortnite on the wing. Uh, yesterday, I thought was probably not as good as the week before, but against Melbourne, he, well, against Melbourne, he was our I th- best player. I thought he was very good again yesterday, Doherty. I thought he was better. I'm not taking anything away from yesterday. I'd give them both probably a nine out of ten. No, I think he was very good yesterday. He's just, I think with, with Doherty probably having less, you know, responsibility to defend man on man has opened it up for Doherty <clears throat> and he's now you know going back to that attacking weapon that we've known him for he's setting up plays you know marshalling a bit he's been very very impressive Doherty 26 disposals yesterday he had 6 marks 5 tackles 
five score involvements, 16 pressure acts, four clearances, uh, six inside 50s, three rebound 50s, and 533 meters gained. So I'd give every single stat there a big tick. Uh, he was brilliant, the skipper, wasn't he? He was very good. Very happy with him. Uh, on the other wing, Matty Cottrell, what did you think of his performance? Uh, um, <laughs> Taking a while to get this one out. I'm trying to f- articulate this well. I think with Cottrell, we spoke about it last week, how the role of a tagging winger doesn't make a heap of sense because we're losing that link between back line and forward line. And that's why we get, we get slowed down because Cottrell's so defensive minded. And that's obviously coming from the top. I just think, so the role's not helping how I think of his performances, but. So, so you, you're, you've got more of an issue with the role he's playing than him himself. Well, I've got an issue with both. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't I, think, I, I, I don't think he's a very good player. Okay. But he'll never be a great... He's always. He's never going to be more than a role well, player we spoke in about, our team. We, we spoke about this, and for those who didn't listen to our show, I couldn't tell you which episode this was in, but we spoke about the fact that, you know, he's never going to be, you know, a Tom Scully caliber winger. He's... Still cyborg. His, his ceiling is probably at the Camden McIntosh level. Yeah. Which is still fine. Fine. It's you know, fifth in a premiership year BNF, fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I just think I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe people might like him because of his hunger and he's a bit of an animal at the ball. People may like that, but you know me. For me, my number one thing in football is possession. Yep. And how you, you use well, the Well, you're ball. red hot on it. I'm very red hot on kicking. And... Cottrell, for me, I just think, you know, he's played eight weeks in a row. So we've had a, it's a, we've had a genuine look at Matt Cottrell live for the last two months. And I just don't, as in, let's be honest, if you're building a team for a flag, you're not going to have Matt Cottrell on the wing. Well, the way he's been playing. Should we have a look at the AFL Stats Pro where he sits in the categories but, with his, no, no. Let, let me let me read this to you. Fine. Well, it, it's it's not good. Okay. It's going to back up what you're saying. So he actually sits. Uh, so the four. Sorry, I thought there was a poor category. There is no poor category. It's elite, above average, average, and below average. The only category that he sits. So he sits at below average in everything. Uh, the only categories that he sits outside of below average is rebound 50s, where he sits at above average. Intercept possessions, he sits at above average. And goals, tackles, and pressure acts, and marks, he sits at average. So the rest is all below average. Mm. So I do, however, think that because he plays that tagging role, his stats aren't going to stand out. Yeah, the role's baffling because it slows us down. It almost makes one wing, you know, ineffective. I think with Cottrell, and and something I will say about his game yesterday, (coughs) excuse me, I feel like late in the game, he got quite involved in the forward 50. Did you see him a few times, you know, getting amongst it? Yeah, he, I don't know. He doesn't do it for me. That's fair. Well, look, he, yeah, no, he doesn't. That's fair, and not not everyone will. Um, so we'll get to team changes later. But would he? Would you say he gets dropped off that? Well, I've been surprised he survived the last couple of weeks. So mm. there's no reason to suggest that that game specifically is going to you know make David Teague and his coaching staff go, hey, he's got to exit the team. Mm. So I've got no idea. If it was me picking the team, he would have been dropped a few weeks ago. Yep, and but you've been and you've been saying that. But there's nothing to suggest that that performance was any different to what's been dished up previously so it's hard to say he will be dropped yeah and that's fair it's it's a tough one let's continue looking at the midfield uh ed kerner yesterday now he won the david park and was it the david park and david medal park and medal uh what do you think of his performance i thought he was brilliant but probably not the best on ground medal worthy <laughs> who who should have won it bolt oh like 
Sam Walsh would have been sitting in the change rooms when that medal was awarded, with all due respect to Ed Kerno, and would have laughed. Sam Walsh was clearly our best player on the day. Sam Walsh set the game up early. His first quarter was unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. 33 pressure acts he had. Who? Walsh. Walsh. Oh. I mean, that would have to... I haven't even looked at anyone else, but that would have to be a game a high. He motors around the ground. He takes a heap of marks. Took a massive elbow to the head. Yes. Was that Kyle Hardigan, was it? Yep. And he needs to get weeks for that. Well, the AFL's already said they're investigating it. He'll so. get weeks. Sayonara. Um, <laughs> um, well, so- how good how good for Hawthorne. Now, Michael Hartley will come back in at fullback. Um <laughs> No, seriously though, Walsh and Walsh Kerno was were unbelievable. Both, Walsh was crazy good. Uh, for those who uh, haven't had the joy of reading out his stats yet, I'll do it for you. Thirty disposals, four marks, six tackles. Uh, he kicked a goal. Walsh. He had seven score involvements, two direct goal assists, thirty-three pressure acts, four clearances, six uh, tackles. I mentioned earlier. Uh, five inside 50s and two rebound 50s. So he has done everything, Walshy. And, mate, it's hard not to love him. It is hard not to love him. Oh, like I love him. <laughs> if you're listening to this show, not even if you're just a blue bag, if you're any supporter in the league and you don't love Sam Walsh, like I, I, I look at certain players in the league, like obviously I don't like Collingwood and Essendon, but you have to admire some of their players. Like, I look at Darcy Parrish and what he's doing right now, and I say, mate, hats off to him. He's been unbelievable. I don't think, like, if if there's supporters out there who are watching Walsh and, you know, not loving what he's doing, I mean, what more can he do? You, like, you can't well, consider yourself... Well, he's the best player from that draft. By a country... Do you, do you remember when they used to compare Walsh and Rosie? <laughs> do you remember when people used to think Rosie was better? Crazy. There's still some certain people that think Walsh is not even the best player from that draft. But well, well, Rosie had a whopping eight disposals right. against the Pies. He wouldn't even... Oh. Walsh is a freak. I think it's his 50th game this coming weekend. Oh, we'll get around him for that one. I think. Yeah. Um, well, Walsh, we don't need to speak. He's, it's, he speaks for himself, He's, un- he's we unbelievable. Don't, we don't need to vouch for him. Uh, Kerno was good, as we said. He won the medal, the David Parkin medal for best on ground with 28 disposals, nine tackles, three marks. He had the seven score involvements, two direct goal assists, 19 pressure acts, five clearances, uh, five inside 50s and a rebound 50. So he's done really well as well. And I think that, you know, we're really starting. This is probably Ed Kerno's best two years of his career, isn't it? Last year and this year. Well, we, we thought last year was, didn't we? Last year was a very good year for him. Yeah. He's always been like... He's just so reliable. He is so reliable. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I think I've appreciated him as, as the longer you, he's gone. You I was never a massive Kerno fan. You've come around to him in the last 12 months. Yeah, I have. I was never a massive Ed Kerno fan. Um, but no... He's not, he, he, I really appreciated him last year. Maybe that was just a TV thing last year. You get to watch him a bit closer and yeah. see what he does, you know, around the footy. So that might have just been a TV thing and I, it opened up my Your eyes, eyes to yeah. that. Uh, let's move over to the general, P. Cripps. Yeah, so I think Cripps has had a good fortnight. Team high 10 tackles, doing what he needs to do. I see. 25 disposals, 72% efficiency. Uh, Is it if you're gonna if anyone's gonna well, knock hang on, hang Paddy on. Cripps off that? I made a mistake. I thought Walsh had by far the most pressure acts. Cripps is at 34. Mm. I mean that is just you are a little champion data mascot. Well, mate, people, any anyone can sit here and talk about Carlton. I'm going to bring the facts to back us you know, up. I know, I know, I like it. Um, no, because I don't like the usual stats. I like bringing out these little quirky stats that not everyone would see. Mm. And the pressure act one I love because you can't hide if you don't if you're intensity not intensity around the ball. It's like tackles. You can get away with not having many tackles, but if you haven't got many pressure acts, it means you're just not anywhere near it. Um. Anyways, yeah. yeah so Cripper, <laughs> mate, I thought he was good yesterday. Nah, Cripper's playing well. We got to get off Cripper's back a bit, literally. Well, we <laughs> well we <laughs> haven't been on his back. Nah, I don't think nah, we've nah, ever nah, been I on love his back. Cripps, go on, my friend. Uh. The only players who we haven't really touched on are Pitonet 
Setterfield, and I guess Nick Newman. We we forgot to mention in the back line. I thought Newman was good yesterday. Yeah, he was good. Uh, once again, reliable, and I think we're looking a bit better because we've got more reliable players in the team. Like Silvani and Newman are big ins because they're just reliable over anything else. And we get Jack Martin back next week, which hopefully, is huge, which, is huge. which is, just adds a layer to every to our midfield, to our forward line. But yeah, let's talk about. We'll start with Setterfield. Um, what do you think of his game? I've seen him get some raps on Twitter. Well, he had a big last quarter. Yeah, he wasn't great before it. No, but I think his last quarter almost made... So he's had over 20 touches. Yeah, no, he's safe. He's safe. He had seven in the last quarter, three marks, two tackles, uh, went at 80% efficiency. Uh, and yeah, he's just had a really good day. Uh, four clearances, two tackles. My my fantastic pressure act stat at eighteen, uh, but yeah, no, I think Setterfield was was okay yesterday. He he had patches, I think, in the second and third quarter where he was a little bit under his game, but then mm. I think he made up for it in the last, didn't he? You know, he'll be okay next week. And Pitonet, what were your thoughts? So I was actually surprised. So, so Pitonet and DeConning obviously had the rotation, but Pitonet went forward. So he never usually goes forward when Casbolt's in kicked the team. a goal, kicked a goal. Um. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so if so Casbolt was, I've got the quotation marks going here, managed, right? Yeah. Casbolt was managed. So let's say Casbolt was actually, you know, not fit to play on the weekend and he's available. Casbolt's not going to come back into that team, is he? No. So Pitonet. So, is Pitonet essentially going to play out the year until Charlie Kerno's fit? Yeah. So, what happens when we... So, this week, we're coming up against... So, it's Tom Hickey, the primary ruckman. And who's their backup? Hayden McLean and Hayden McLean. Mm. So, it's yeah, it's the same type of dynamic, I guess, with Hickey and McLean. I don't know. I think Pitonet... I don't love Pitonet forward, but the rotation worked yesterday. I'll give, I'll give him credit for that. It worked. No, it did. It worked. It worked. But he's probably on borrowed time until... That's in Kerno, DeConning, Mackay, is the, and maybe a McGovern or a Silvani Martin is the perfect, you know, yeah. combination. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, Bolt, we've assessed the plays. We've analysed them. Uh, let's move over now to... Should we do the Twitter questions now? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Um... Well, there were a lot of questions that come through. As per usual, we'll go through them all. Um, Damon Mule says he likes Newman back and Doherty up the ground a bit. Deconing was exciting and uh, it felt good not yelling at Casbolt for once. It did. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think Newman coming into the side has really freed up Doherty to go into the wing, which has been huge for us. It's a great call. It has. It has. Yeah. And, I, it has. and look, I, Newman, Newman's going to turn the ball over, but I think... Newman's it. Newman does more good than bad. Yep. Yep. Damon, great point. Uh, Wilson says it was such a difficult game to watch with too many unforced errors. The hardest game to watch live for some time. And despite the win, the jungle drums are still beating in my honest opinion. Oh, isn't it? Look, I tweeted after the game. Great result. Not a great performance. And that's where it's at. Was it paper over cracks? Potentially. We were playing a, we were playing a very hideous team. <laughs> Like, that's the word. Yeah, could have used any word. Very hideous. Like they are. They're awful. Like, they are. No, I have to agree. They're as bad as what we were in 2015, I reckon. Yeah. That famous Moldhouse Barker year. Spine tingling stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, they're all, they're like, but I don't obviously have much sympathy for them because shame only, you know, Four X flags. amount of flags or whatever. Shame. Yeah. Amount of flags I've seen is the amount of wooden spoons I've seen. But um, I think yeah. Look, it wasn't a. We weren't. We went together yesterday. Yeah. And we weren't buzzing after the final sign. No, no, because it was you no. Know, we cause... weren't waving the scarf, singing the song. It was a Cause... mild clap. <laughs> no, it was a we... mild clap. <laughs> well, because it wasn't intense. It wasn't in. No, it, it was wasn't a very intense. cruisy game. It was... Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, a win's a win, mate. A win's a win. Oh, very, we you take, know I love winning. We take it and run. Next Nothing one. Nothing better than four points on a Saturday leading into a Saturday night as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was your night last night. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Always better after a win, I'm sure. Stephen Raitman says, uh, if Owies kicks goals 
and Gibbons is struggling, is it time to maybe try someone else from the twos? It can't hurt, can it? 100... Honey. Well, Honey was the sub yesterday, your boy. Yes. You got a close glimpse of him, nearly. Mate, they're teasing me. They're teasing me. Honey, I'd love to see Honey. I do as well. Uh, Peter Carrick says, Williams' best game for the club. Leave him at half back. Yep. With, with Saad, they could be a real weapon. Well, we've been calling for it. Yep. So, get him behind the ball. Rather, he's not a midfielder. You know, he yeah, he's an outside player. He's, yeah, no, get him. Yes, get him half back flank. <laughs> Myers, that was just a whole lot of I don't know. spillage. <laughs> but I agree. I just get him to the half back flank. Myers AB1304, that is a great name, says, I think that was the best team we've put on the field this year. It was an ugly win, but I think that's the way the Hawks wanted to play it. We take the win, hopefully get Martin back very soon, tidy up our turnovers and find that extra bit of defensive pressure. Thoughts? Yep, yeah, no, I agree. Next week's... Martin should play the SCG We're starting to get back some handy players. Next week... We'll speak about next week later, but I think it's going to suit us. I think we're going to go okay next week. We'll hmm. speak about that, though. But I'll tell you why later. Okay. I'll tell you why. Well, stick around, blue baggers. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Tim W says, we keep kicking it to the spare man in defense, lever last week and frost this week. Is it time to take a player away from the stoppage and man up the spare to nullify our poor inside 50 er entries? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's... So so you're saying we do need a... I'm not sure. So take a player away from the stoppage so so, to play a loose one out back. Yeah, it gives us control behind the ball at least. But do we want to... I guess do you want to be defending from the outset the question you've got to Oh, well, no. I don't know. I think he's saying actually... Well, he's saying to put one forward then. Because if it's on Lever and Frost... He's talking about Lever and Frost. Let me read the question. I'll I'll read it again. No, no. Let me me hold it and read it to myself. (laughs) We'll read it out so everyone can hear your mind ticking over. Which one was it here? We keep kicking. We keep kicking it to the spare man in defence. Lever last week and Frost this week. Is it time to take a player away from stoppage and man up the spare to nullify the poor inside 50? Okay, so it's a man in front of the ball. I agree, because I called for it yesterday. I did. I did. So what it is, it's just basically going man on man ahead of the ball. So just not letting them have a loose to cover the ground. Okay. That was better than me reading it to myself. Yeah. Back to year 12 yeah. English basics there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a moment of madness. It's a, it's a late Sunday night, big yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah, we'll excuse you. <laughs> uh, Kernahan Sandwich, that is a brilliant name, says, might have got the win, but some of our clearance work is horrible. Kernahan will be spicy salami or like leg ham or t- carved turkey or... If Stephen <laughs> Kernahan Is a sandwich. If he's a Subway meat... <laughs> What meat is Stephen Kernahan? Well, he'd have to be one of the top... The premiums of chicken fillet. Yeah, he'd be the chicken fillet. Chicken fillet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so let's get back to Kernahan's sandwich. Um, Might have got the win, but some of our clearance work is horrible. We don't spread well, and when we do, we are too flat-footed to make the next attacking move. Uh, Our forward line didn't work together today. And Harry should have had a paddock to work with at the G. So we actually, there was a lot of times during the game I noticed, I'm not sure if anyone else did, that Mackay was, if Mackay is goal side of his opponent and has a lot of space, just kick the goddamn thing into the space for H. Because H is one of the best aerialists in the competition. We burnt Mackay quite a bit yesterday. Um... So, yeah, I'm not sure if the forward line... The forward line probably could have worked a little bit more efficiently in that regard, but I, I just think we looked so much more likely with DeConning there. Yep, I have to agree. So, I, I don't have an issue I, with the I forwards think, themselves. I think, mate, I think the thing is with playing DeConning is that it just... It's just... Mate, there's such a big difference between DeConning and Casbolt. It just presents another option ahead of the ball, which is... I mean... And, and Casbolt was presenting that option. But to be honest, Casbolt was just so horribly out of form that, you know, we weren't... It was it was affecting our players because they didn't want to kick it to him. Now you got DeConning, who's this imposing tall figure. He's they, brilliant. They're going to him. Ah, he was great. Let's move on. Clint Bolton says, So good that some of our veterans who were below their best are now playing better. And this is a great point, 
by Clint. He said, Murphy, Cripps, Doherty are all playing better and bets uh, than they were a few weeks ago. Cripps and Doherty, probably not veterans, but they are in the mature age category. Yeah. Uh, do you think Casbolt, who was rested, will be in for Pitternet next week? And he's put the little... Uh, what do you call those? The quotation marks yes. on rested. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't... Okay. He wasn't rested, ladies and gentlemen. Well... He well, might have been rested, but no, no, come on. He, do you want to know the truth? Yeah. I think he was rested. I think he honestly was. Well, he was. didn't play at any level on the weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, he might so have then, been rested. So, then he was rested. But it's just... It's a convenient rest. Well, it is. But the other thing you've got to remember with Casbold is... And we don't know this for a fact. This might be absolute rubbish. But we've heard so many rumours that he's carrying such a heavy knee injury that... He's had to get it drained. Yeah, and, and we had, and we knew that preseason. Who told us that? I don't know, but he didn't play the preseason game against St Kilda, I'm pretty sure, or Essendon. Those preseason games. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. So no, and I, I appreciate that, but he's. So do you think Casbolt will play reserves next week, or like it's going to be either him or Pitternet? Then well, this, this one is, of him and Pitternet will play reserves next week. This is the weird thing. I can't see Casbolt playing reserves. Yeah, no, but that's. Can, but, do you agree? Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I but one of them's going to have to. I think it'll be the pit because now. Oh, Decon- no way! Because now De Koning's had a run. He's he, he chucked okay, chucked De Koning in the ruck. If you chuck De, De Koning's not a centre half forward. No, mate. he's a ruckman. So he's going to play ruck. Okay, no, I agree with you. I agree. With and you. then no, Pitternet, I agree will with you. Drop out. You, you Pit- can't play Casbolt, Pitternet, and De Koning. But Pitternet's form before yesterday had been pretty awful, and he was okay yesterday. Against a noodle, as Alistair well, Clarkson. Him, yeah. Alistair Clarkson calls Ned Reeves the noodle. It's pretty uplifting for him, isn't it? <laughs> so Springing his step at Waverley on a Thursday well, morning. tell you what, credit to the young lad, because yeah, I, thought, right. I thought he was very good for a debut. Yeah, he's a big fella. Um, Let's move I, on. Let's- no, so no, hold on, hold on. So you so Oh hang on, we're getting to team changes nah, later, mate. Nah, hold on. So Casbolt So what if Casbolt comes back into the team and has another ordinary fortnight? You still think he's untouchable till McGovern or Kerno's in the team? Don't think he should be. But, but you I think, think he, that's just the yeah, harsh reality yeah, where the list is at. Yeah, okay. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. There's no other option. Unless they want to play Pitternet as a centre half forward. I just think there's no point in wasting De Conning there. We can get so much more out of him around the ground. Like, really, this week we might get away with it because we're playing against Hickey. Well, Hickey's had a very good year. Correct, but he's not Natanui who we're playing the week after. Correct. De Conning will 3 trillion percent right, play that's be awesome. in the awesome. De versus Natanui at the G. Yes, Whew. yes. Inject that into my veins. Tracy Reed says, good to bank, four points and run. Need to buy shares in Panadol and I'm... <laughs> ibuprofen as this team no matter what gives me migraines week in week out we do it hard don't we we do do it hard it's never it's never easy but you know what we get four points and we take it it was a beautiful day at the G how good Saturday Arvo footy at the G there's nothing better than that there is nothing better Saturday Arvo it should be at 210 but it's at 145 yeah Saturday Arvo at the G is just and not the twilight the, no, no, no. The, the, the genuine one Saturday p.m. afternoon yes, at yes. the MCG. There's nothing better. Nothing better. Kevin Kwong says, we continue to concede cheap goals in red time each quarter. We do. And again, we saw the players out on their feet early in the fourth. Should we be asking how the coaches have not got the boys to be able to finish games physically? Oh. Well, I think it's probably it a, a state day, of, It was a six-day break off the game in the West. It's a state of where our list is at because we're really, we've got a lot of injuries. I oh, know, but it would have been some heavy legs. Six-day break yeah, off the game in the West. Absolutely, absolutely. And it was no. cold yesterday. The boys would have been sore. Oh, it was okay in the sun. Nah, but it was like... It wasn't... It was crisp. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't 20 to 25 degrees. Out on the ground, they were like... You, you cop a knock in that weather, it's going to hurt. Yeah, fuck out, yeah. It wasn't, like, it wasn't that cold. The sun was out, but it wasn't 25 degrees. Yeah, well, you're a maniac. You'll go to the snow in shorts. Fair enough. Um, If you're looking for Bolt at the footy next week, just look for the dude in shorts. (laughs) Because no one else will be. (laughs) Well, we'll touch on this later, but I'll be in chinos next week at the footy. (laughs) True, true. We'll touch on it later. Let's move on. Josh Waldron says, uh, do we offer bets another year? Seems to be moving really well. He's finally found 
a forward pocket in Oe and sorry, he says we finally found a forward pocket in Oe's. I love what he does all over the ground. Defensive efforts are huge. Josh, I couldn't agree more. And then he says, moving well, what do we get from him in terms of leadership and setup in the forward line and value of development of our young forwards in games and at training? Yeah, well, Betts will definitely stay at the club after this year in some sort of coaching or mentoring role. I think it's better we go out on very happy terms with Betts. Yeah, he deserves that. I I think he'll know... This will be Betts' last year. I'd I'd be very surprised if he played next year. You know what's annoying? Like... As we sit here right now, and things can change, but as we sit here right now, I think we'd both agree, Bob, that we're probably not going to make the finals. No, realistically, we probably won't. I would have loved Eddie and Murph to just have one final, final series. Do you think Murphy's done as well at the end of the year? Well, Murphy might go on. That's nice. Nah, Murphy's more likely, obviously, than Betts. Like, Murphy might go on, but I just think the state of our list, it's like... You know, if people are already calling for Murphy, it's the same sort of situation as Betts. You don't want him to go one too many. No, no. But we'll get to that later. Let's uh, finish off these Twitter questions. Uh, Steve Patsias says, we need to clean it up um, the way we get it inside 50. We're becoming very predictable. However, we take the win and move on to a big game against the Swans next week. Love that, Stephen. Uh, Damien Birmingham says... That was a gutsy win. When they came back to within two points is when we would normally fold. They worked their asses off to stay in the fight, and I'm super proud of the effort and the ability to grind out the win. Yep. And that's a good way of thinking about it. No, that's a fair point. Um, Euan Morton says, when, we were, when we're good, we're good. And then, and then there's most of the time, how do we have more good and less bad? That last kick inside 50, how have we not fixed it? Someone's described it as the Kerno moon ball. Uh, <laughs> when do we change it? Happy to have the four points. Very happy stiff to have... Stiff on Ed. Stiff. But, yeah, stiff. But, um, look, we should have been well further ahead. We just... The game should have been buried, we, buried early. Mm. Really. We shouldn't have given them a sniff. And, like, you know, if you give a sniff to teams like better teams than that... Even to a team like, you know, if that was Essendon or even a team just a little bit better than them, like Freo, we'd get rolled over yesterday. Mm. Picto Bento says, talk about Murphy because he's copped a lot of flack for quite a while and today showed what a super smart footballer he is, especially when we don't have many. Yeah, I, I haven't really had much of an issue with Murphy this year. Yeah. Well, I don't think we've had any issue with Murphy. As in, I just, uh, Murphy's, I think we've just got to lower our expectations of Murphy. Jimmy Faz says, has Oe cemented himself into the best 22 when everyone is fit, does he stay in? And does this show why playing midfielders in their role doesn't work? In that role doesn't yeah, work. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting... It definitely, the second part I definitely agree with. If you get the pure forward pocket, you'll get, you know, a more authentic performance. And yeah, I, I think Oe's is cemented. So when Fisher's in, when Murphy's in... Well, Murphy's in. I'm not Murphy, Fisher and Martin, sorry. Um, well, I think when Fisher and Martin are in, Gibbons goes out. And I think that... Uh, and if they get another tall in McGovern or... Do you get what I mean? Like, well, I, think it'll, then, it'll be kind of, I think Owies is definitely safe for now. I think Owies, no, will, Owies, play, Owies will play every game this year, I reckon. Yeah, no, Owies not. Unless he has a couple average games in a row, as everyone is then, you know... No, obviously. I'm, I'm comfortable with... No, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Um... Alchemy Blue says, I think we should keep Doc on the wing and Williams down back. What yeah, do you no think? No doubt about it. No There's, doubt about it. Lock it in. Uh, he says, we look more like lively with Jack, Eddie's energy and TDK. Replace Gibbons with Honey and some of the Twitter qu- criticism of Ed. Um, but I thought he was our best with Walsh and Weedering. So firstly, definitely agree we keep Doherty on the wing. For sure. Definitely uh, agree that Ed was one of our best. Uh, we definitely look more lively with Jack, Eddie's energy, and TDK. Well, and I think we both agree that we should bring in Honey for Gibbons. So yes. that is a great tweet, Alchemy. Kim says, is Stocker turning into a very good unsung footballer? Yes, yes, he is. Hmm. I don't know where I sit with Stocker at the moment yet. I'm still finding my feet with Liam Stocker, I think. Well, you know what? I think he just looks... He looks comfortable. I think no, he'll I improve. agree. I agree. He'll improve. He doesn't look out of his depth. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, Shy says... I, I still don't know which way he's going to go as a player. 
Well, we don't. We, I don't. It's very early, but I, I, he I looks just raw. I don't really have a vibe of what he's going to be in five years' time. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, if you had to, if you know, if you asked me the question, who's he going to be like in five years? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, probably the same. That's maybe up. like Keller Mills type of development, that type of trajectory. Mate, I'd absolutely take that. Oh, of course. Isn't that, isn't <laughs> Give that's that like, to me and that's like creme. bottle it up and. <laughs> Next one, Bolt. Uh, Mark Blamire says, one change this week, Gibbons for Martin. Yeah, well, I can definitely live with that. Blue Dave says, it's time to give Pitonet a bit of kudos. Uh, another 30 hit out to goal and good around the ground. Yeah, but yesterday was probably Pitonet's best game for the year. Pro- and Probably his most acceptable performance of the year. And, yeah. and does it come because he's now got more of a chop out? Feels a bit less pressure. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I ha- I'll give him kudos for his performance yesterday. Well, Bolt, I just want to read out this tweet from Darren Hodge because I think he makes a really good point. He says, "I'll put my hand up and say that I didn't think playing TDK and Pitonet would work, but they both kicked a goal, both took marks inside the forward fifty, and both actually contributed around the ground. But that has to be the minimum, and hopefully more rest for Pitonet helps his performances." So. It's a good shout from um, from Darren. Yep, and it sort of it just backs up what we're saying. No, I agree. Yeah, no, it, it did. It worked better than I thought it would. Am says Jasos makes us a better team. Keep Doherty up the ground and a good game from Williams. So I think that is the general consensus from these questions: is keep Doherty up the ground, and uh, yeah, Williams played better. So Bolt, let's talk about team changes. And while we do that. Whilst we are recording the podcast here, it's just come through that Plowman's gotten two weeks for his hit on Jaeger O'Meara. Yep. Um, Which is nuts, and I don't think he'll... I think we'll... We should take that to the tribunal. Try and get it down to a week or try and get him off, do you think? We'll try and get him off, and I think it'll eventually get down to a week. I think it's probably worth about a week. It's worth a week. Yeah. With it, annoying, taking our Carlton hat off. Annoying with Papley come, coming up against us this mm, week as well. That hurts a bit. It does. Um, so, well, Parks for Plowman's easy. Yeah. How Parks he look in the reserves today? Like It was hard. hard. It was an onslaught. Well, Carlton reserves have no key tools on either end. Yeah. So, when you come up against a Hawthorne team who probably their best players are their keys... Makes it very difficult. Uh, yeah, Parksy was okay. Should we quickly analyse the reserves and then do the team changes? That may be a better way of doing yep. it. Yep. So, the big one, Brody Kemp. First now, senior game whilst he's been at the club. Now, I couldn't really put it down to a specific position that he was playing because I, I, I don't know what the coaches instructed him to do. From from what I saw from the game, it looked like he played across the half back, um, And I saw a Carlton supporter on Twitter, oh, I've forgotten who it was, but say that he looked very much like Weedering. I actually have to agree. He's just very composed. It's good. Um, and he's a big boy, Kemp. He's a big boy. Uh, he didn't play the last quarter. So he's played three quarters and he's had 17 disposals. So at three quarter time, he was our leading disposal getter, which was huge. Um, so he's had a really good game, Kempy. And I think that, I think that you could clearly see in his first match, and he hasn't played a competitive game of football for two years, you can clearly see that he was in the top echelon of players on the ground, which is huge. Um, and it sort of makes sense now why he was regarded as a top five pick. He's going you know, to be a really good player. Um, so yeah, he was good, Bolt. I thought Sam Ramsey had another good game today. That's good to hear. 23 disposals, but you know, just... Mate, he just tried his heart out all day. Um, three inside 50s, three tackles, five marks, and two rebound 50s as well. So he's had a good day in the resis, uh, Sam Ramsey. And he probably won't come in, but he's you know pledging a case for yep. a game later on in the year when we need so him. He needs to keep going. Uh, Matt Kennedy had the 28s. He was, he was probably our best player on the day. Um, eight inside 50s, and I think his entries today... We're probably not as good as he would have liked, but he's still, you know, got in his hands on the pill more than anyone else. And yeah, he's uh he's done quite well, Matt yep. Kennedy. Um Williamson had twenty two. Yeah, I forgot about Williamson. Yeah, like, I forgot about him for a second. I feel yeah. like, you know, 
If he's needed, he'll come in. He's not knocking the door so maybe, down, though. So would you would you prefer him or Parks to play next week instead of Plowman? Hmm. So in terms of next week, there's no Sam Reid. Um, so obviously, you know, you've got Buddy and Hayden McLean are the big two for the Swans. And then Heaney's at medium size and there's Papley. We're gonna, it's going to be interesting how we match up in that Sydney forward line. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, honey, yeah. So first quarter, six disposals and two goals. Very hard from him from that point onwards because we didn't, I think Hawthorne kicked 15 in a row or something. Um, anyways, struggled to get his hands on the pill because it wasn't going down there, but he had the seven marks and the six tackles um, and he got himself into the game. So Honey was definitely one of our best players on the ground, uh, even though he didn't do a heap after quarter time, but he did probably the most with what he could. So yeah, I think Honey should still come in. Um, O'Brien, I thought he was all right. 21 disposals. What do you think, Bolt? Did you manage to watch any of the game? I watched bits and pieces of the first half, to be honest. What do you think of O'Brien? Yeah. His, his, his work ethic has improved, I think. That's good. Goes in harder. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Not enough, obviously, to warrant selection. And then, I mean, I thought Nunes was... I thought Nunes was going to play well above the rest of the... T- I thought Nunes was a class above... And he just sort of, you know, he was okay. He definitely didn't set the world on fire. Um, it was an interesting one from Nunesy. Yeah. Nunes is going to be a bit of a crossroads to, if he's still there in three to weeks. To be honest, I think with Nunes, regardless of how he plays in the VFL, he's in the same position. Like, if we yeah. need him, he'll play. For sure. So, so would you rather have him or Cottrell on the team? If we're going out to win a game of footy. I'd probably rather have him. Same. Uh, Petrovsky, this was a Petrovsky seed and he only had 13 today and probably wasn't. And he was what, playing on the ball. Yeah. It wasn't what we would have liked, yeah. but we hold out hope bolt that he can get back to his best footy. Um, today was a little bit of a disappointing performance by him, but, and he'll know that he'll know that. I mean, you've gone down to the VFL for your first Basically, one of your first games. Is that his first ever VFL game for Carlton? It could oh, be. He played the, a scratch match in the reserves last year. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but maybe not. He, he was dropped last year. Yeah, so he's had only 13. Hmm. You know, he didn't look a class above. Yeah. But you know what? He might just be in a bout of bad form. And It's interesting with Samo. It is. Should we get stuck into team changes? Corey Durden was Corey laid Durden? out just before oh, the Oh, yes, I saw um, that. Soft tissue, was it? Well, I didn't. I was at the game, so I didn't know what happened. But our man John O'Barrell told me that on the coverage it said hamstring something with his hamstring. So hopefully nothing too serious because he was starting to look good. Uh, and I think we've covered everyone. Jack Carroll looks very raw, very yeah. very raw. Yeah, he looked raw when I watched him the other week. Um, yeah. Anyway, team changes. You're the coach. What are you doing? So. Martin for Gibbons is where we're starting for me. Parks yes. for Plowman, now the force change. Yes. Um, Martin, for, yeah, so, so Martin and Parks for Gibbons and Plowman. So you, I don't think we'll play, Ka- mm, it's a tricky one, that Casbolt pit in there. I reckon he'll have another week off. Yeah, I don't and think bring Kasbolt him in for West Coast. Hmm. Then there's the Honey Man. I don't think Honey... Oh, I think they're my two changes. I'm, I'm on the same page. Yeah, they're my as two much changes. as I'd so love I think, to see Honey, I just don't think it'll happen. Nor do I. They're the two changes for me. Mm. Yeah. So the SCG this week. Now, it's your birthday on Sunday. On, on the day of the game. So we're making the trek up to the SCG. Yep. If you're in Sydney and you're listening, shoot us a message and we'll get a beer because you'll be having a few. Yes. Um, there's a few of us going up. Yeah. It's going to be a big weekend. And hopefully, in the Harbour City, the Blues come out with a W. Because, boy, it's going to be every man for themselves so we have, on that Sunday night. So, we have two games heading into the bye. Correct. We have to win them both. Because they're both yeah. 50-50s. Yeah. This is our season okay. in a fortnight. So this Bolt, is why I think... Bolt, it's our season in a fortnight. We've got Sydney and six. Sydney and West Coast at the G... 
if we can win both, mate, we're looking good going into the bye. This is why I think we're a good chance this week. I think the skinny ground, the small ground of no wings, shouldn't be at a disadvantage to us than what it's been at the MCG the last couple of weeks. We still should be able to kind of kick over that part of the ground. Is that maybe why we look a little bit better at Etihad? Is that why we looked better against the Bulldogs? Maybe. I think the SCG should actually suit us next week. Mm. Hopefully. Now, we're sitting in the Bill O'Reilly stand as well. So, we're not not in the little pocket where usually the away fans are. We're dead center on the wing opposite the interchange bench. Come say hello. Because we're going going to be surrounded with a lot of Sydney fans, um, which could get interesting with a couple of full strengths (laughs) under our belts. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a good day. Hopefully, the weather turns it on and hopefully we get... You know, it's usually a very hard ground to go win at the SCG, but Mm. big away day. Big away day. Bolt, we're going to do this next week from Sydney. Are we, though? (laughs) Yeah, we'll do it on the Monday morning. We won't do it on the Sunday night because I'm sure sure you'll you'll be 13 or 14 beers deep. Um, I won't be, but you will be. Um, We'll do this on Monday. Blue Bag is tuning in. Thank you. No stress. A win. So enjoy the week. I was actually th- saying thank you to the listeners. I already thanked you earlier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you as well. Um, yeah, look, a win under the belt. We're four and six. This is the next four. I can't stress yeah, this enough. Fortnite's big. The next fortnight. Two teams in the eight. If we lose both, it's season over, I would say. If you're coming back from four and eight. But if we win both. Game on. Six and six, let's go. Game on, going into the bye. Have a week off, come back and play the Giants. Up there again. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be going. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Bolt, we'll do it again next week. Blue Baggers, thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Blues Footy Podcast. A win always makes the week better. Against the famous old dark blues.